0: Welcome to Lose Lips. All the things you wanted to say, but didn't know how to say it. Today's topic is on the meeting with China and Russia. So recently, President Xi went to visit President Putin in Russia, and there's been this whole talk about how they have a no limit friendship and partnership. Now, what was so startling about this recent visit is that he spent three days in Russia, and during this visit, the world was wondering if China was now going to enter the conflict and give arms and munitions to Russia so that Russia can actually continue their war in Ukraine. There was a lot of skepticism about the visit and what exactly President Xi expected to accomplish and what President Putin expected to accomplish. What was interesting is that after the three days, of course, the whole visit and what was decided and agreed upon was very hush-hush. But right after President Z went to Russia, he went to the CTSO countries and met with them as well. Now the CTSO countries are countries that President Putin claims to be similar to NATO. So it would kind of be a slap in the face that President Z went to these countries after his visit with uh, President Putin in Russia. And what did President Z actually have to say to these countries? It's interesting that on one hand, you have Putin saying he desperately needs help and he thought that President Z's trip was going to be the final nail in the coffin and that he was going to supply arms. Now a lot of people say that with China and Russia both being dictators of their country, they both want something from each other. Now it's very obvious, Putin needs arms. He needs money. He needs currency. He needs a lot from President Xi. President Putin's economy is in shambles, even though he doesn't want to admit it. A lot of companies have pulled out of his country, which boosted his economy, because not only was his country just known as for export of oil and gas, now you have these huge companies that were global pulled out, and now his country is left in a shambles. So now he's reduced to being an oil and gas company. And a lot of NATO countries said, okay, you know what? You decided to start this war. We aren't going to use your oil and gas anymore. You have all these people that are dying in in Ukraine war. You have prime age men fleeing Russia, and these these men were their IT workers. They were their medical doctors. They were basically a lot of the educated in Russia that have now fled. So now the people that are left in Russia are the old age people in Russia, or you have younger children in Russia that are still in school. So now you find that President Putin really needs President Z in a way that President Z does not need President Putin. So you look at the actual visit between these two and you say, what is actually going on? There has been speculation that even though President Z hasn't told President Putin that you're wrong for starting the war, he's trying to remain neutral it's interesting also to note that he hasn't visited ukraine but we'll get back to that later president putin and president Xi are not actually friends they keep each other at at a distance which is why this which is why this is because many 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 years ago when there was a war russia took chinese territory and this is over in the area of siberia now china to this day still considers part of the Siberian land as Chinese. So you have to wonder, does President Xi have an ulterior motive in mind? He could be saying, okay, you know what? Putin is actually losing this war. I need to go in and make myself seem like I'm his friend and plan of attack when the time is right. Or there's the old saying, keep your enemies closer So it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what President Xi is doing. But also, right after President Xi left and he met with the CTSO countries, President Putin came back and said, okay, I'm going to put nuclear weapons in Belarus. Now, some are saying that by President Xi going to visit CTSO countries right after his visit with the President um, Putin, kind of like a slap in the face because these countries, President Putin always said that he had control over. Pres- over. President Xi has never said, oh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get in- directly involved in the CTSO countries, so you have to really wonder what President Z is actually looking to accomplish. I think it's very interesting that he did go visit and also think it's interesting that President Putin said, okay, I'm going to put nuclear weapons now in Belarus. When President Z actually told Putin, you better not start a nuclear war. No one wants a nuclear war. So even though President Z is claiming that he's neutral, by him even saying to President Putin, you better not start a nuclear war, and by President Putin saying publicly that he's going to put these nuclear warheads in Belarus, that's kind of like a slap in the face to President Z. So now you have to wonder on this three day visit. What was it really about? What did it accomplish? Did it accomplish anything? Or did it not accomplish anything at all? Now it seems you have two presidents that are not only wary of each other, they're backing off. So President Zelensky of Ukraine was actually saying, and not only just him, but what made the entire trip weird was that he went to go visit President Putin didn't actually go to visit Ukraine as well. So you can't really say that President Xi is looking to be a peacekeeper in a situation when he didn't go and see both sides. President Zelensky said, okay, you know what? Let's have President Xi come and visit Ukraine. But President Xi did not do that. And it's kind of even awkward for him to do it now because so much time has passed. But then what is he trying to accomplish? Is he really trying to say that he's a peacekeeper? If he was a peacekeeper, then you would think that he would go and visit President Zelensky as well. But no, he hasn't done this. And I was actually reading some articles right after the visit, where in case you didn't know, um, of course, in China, they also kind of restrict and pick and choose what you can hear about the news. So at that time, Some of the Chinese people were saying, we like Russia. We like what they're doing. We know we've never actually had much to do with them, but we do consider them friends. A couple of days ago, I was actually reading another article where now the Chinese are finding different outlets on how to see what is really going on in Ukraine. And they're actually horrified. So they do look at the Russians as the aggressor. And they're actually wondering why he's even done this. And mind you, the Chinese did not forget what the Russians actually did to the Chinese. In fact, in terms of taking land and Siberia, so there's this big thing about how China is going to be preparing for war and is going to take over Taiwan. And you know, they're looking at Russia as you know, Russia wants to be this big USSR again. And then China is saying, Okay, well, you know, what if Russia is going up against war and trying to take over and become USSR again? Then maybe we can go back in and take all the land that we claimed years ago. And that would include China. But then you have that gray area where, okay, so is Russia going to go to war with, is China going to go to war with Russia and take back Siberia? So it's very interesting scenario and it's an interesting topic now where you have to actually wonder, what is President Xi doing? Now it definitely comes to show that President Xi doesn't actually need President Putin as much as President Putin needs President Xi. And the China economy is actually not doing well. You have two countries that are actually, I guess you can call them paper economies. And in China, you have huge debt. You have an economy that is basically fake, so to speak. You have a lot of people that place their money into real estate, but you have the real estate which is in an economic slump and it's failing. And the Chinese government has had to bail it out several times. You have an aging population. You have a population that is saturated and you have the one child rule years ago because there were so many people in China that now it's coming back to haunt them because you have a population that's aging and not enough people that are young enough feel that the economies and the growth are in the right direction and that people aren't feeling the need to either marry or even to produce. So now you have yourself in a position where what are you going to do? So you have companies that are tanking in China a country that's not doing well in terms of growth rate, in terms of monetarily, and in terms of environmentally. So China is not one of those countries where you wanna say, I wanna partner with China. Interestingly enough, I think United States has to be the biggest imports country of China. So maybe that's what President Xi went to Russia for, saying, you know, why don't you start buying some of our wares? or whatever to boost our economy up. But then again, I don't even know if honestly, if President Putin can afford that. Maybe President Putin thought that with President Xi's visit an exchange, of course, of events would be similar to, okay, you know, we will buy your goods if you give us armor. And there's this big hush-hush secret of what was going to be an exchange. And we are honestly, to this day, don't even know. So you have China's economy, which is failing. You have Russia's economy, which is also in the same boat where you have all these people fleeing. You don't have a huge growth rate. It's gonna be interesting to know how the two play out. Now, if China does go to war over Taiwan, it's gonna put Russia in a predicament because already they can't even provide the arms, they definitely won't be able to provide arms to China. They're already having trouble providing arms to India, who purchased arms from Russia a while ago. And because of the Ukrainian war, Russia is no longer able to meet the obligation to India, of which they have already paid for. What is interesting is that President Xi blames NATO for encouraging a conflict with the Ukraine war. I guess President Xi expects NATO not to respond and not give Ukraine the weaponry, that it needs in order to sustain its own country. But why would we not do that when President Putin is the one who started this war? And it makes me think that President Xi has his own ideas in mind. I guess he thinks that if we didn't do anything with Ukraine, Ukraine would have been taken over. And he wants the same thing if he goes in and takes um, Taiwan. It's just not the way things work in this day and age. If President Xi is going to call himself a peacemaker, then he has to respect the boundaries of both countries. And it's not a lie to say that President Putin is the one that literally started this conflict. Ukraine did not invade Russia. Russia invaded Ukraine. So was all the talk of China saying that they're going to go after Taiwan? I guess in his head. He's looking at this war as to say, oh if I go after Taiwan, are other countries going to hate me as well? So his partnership with President Putin is odd at best. He calls himself a peacemaker but he also says he's best friends with the person that started the war so you can't be both. How are you going to do that? Should also be noted that President Xi decided to visit Putin after The Hague announced it an international arrest warrant for Putin. So in this instance, even though China is not part of the ICC, for President Xi to go visit what the international community considers a war criminal is something to be less desired. Now, it could also be that President Xi is trying to prove to his own country that he's an international peacekeeper since so much unrest is going on in his own country. I don't know, but all I do know is that it'll be interesting to see in the coming months what is actually going to happen with President Xi and President Putin's relationship. Already you can tell that neither trust one another. Already you can tell that there's tensions among them. I find it interesting that in President Xi's 12-point peace plan, he states that everyone needs to respect the sovereign boundaries of their countries. But you have Putin that literally said, okay, this is now part of Russia when he signed a sweeping law in September. But you have President Xi going to visit and doesn't tell him this is not your land. You need to give that back. So President Xi is not really a peacekeeper. What he is doing is basically stating that I'm here with my own intentions in mind. Now, if he's going there to establish some sort of support that the West and the US are not friends and they're trying for global dominance, fine, go ahead. But then make that your primary goal. Don't go in and say that you're a peacekeeper, that you're trying to end the conflict because you really aren't especially if you have not gone to visit President Zelensky and seen the destruction in his country. If he does go, is that going to make him change his mind? I seriously doubt it, because in his mind and in President Putin's mind, he sees this as a NATO and U.S. conflict, but it's not. So then you have to ask yourself, what is President Z really thinking? Is he thinking that it's okay to go in and just take land from a country that you had no right to or justification to do so? And maybe in his mind this is what he's seeing and is going to do with Taiwan but it doesn't make it right. And I have to say that if things are going as badly as it is for Russia, if President Z was going to go in and invade Taiwan I can almost guarantee you that the same thing would happen to him and maybe that's what he's looking at. Maybe he's looking on the sidelines and saying, you know, this is not going well for Putin. And if it's not going well for Putin, probably not going to go well for me either. I have no idea. But I think it's very strange that you're going to have some person say that I'm a peacekeeper and then not tell the other person to stop, not go and visit the other party. My guess is this whole visit, I can see President Z saying that he wants Russia to start allowing more Chinese companies into Russia, which is fine. Maybe this is what he needs to boost up his economy. Whether it'll boost up his economy, I don't know. You have two dictators that are actually going to be merging, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Who's going to have the power of the control? Right now, I'd have to say President Z is actually going to have power over Putin, which is going to be very interesting to see. If he's going to be if he's going to part with Siberia, is he going to have his back up against the wall with President Z? It's going to be very interesting to watch from the sidelines how you know that this is already a struggle is the pipeline of gas going through China through Mongolia. President Z didn't sign off on this, which is interesting because in China's mind, Mongolia already belongs to China. So it's going to be very interesting to see the power struggles that play between these two nations in the future. President Z's parting shot as he shook hands with Putin and said, you know, with our partnership, we're gonna see changes that play- that take place that haven't taken place in a hundred years. What did President Z mean by that? What did he mean that, you know, he's going to take back land? Did he mean that, you know, the two world orders will actually work together? I don't think so. A lot of people are saying that, you know, both have their own intentions in mind. I do think that President Z sees Putin as being minor and weak at this point, And maybe he's going in to take advantage of that. Thank you for listening to Lose Lips. Until the next time.